This is the Acquired Taste. My name is Mike Jimenez, and I am laughing already because Joe Garcia, my producer today, is just giving me crap already. I walked in the door just 10 minutes ago, running late, and I told you I am no longer a Delta Force virgin. <laughs> I just finished watching, literally 30 minutes ago, the cult classic from 1986 starring Chuck Norris. And I'm doing an emergency movie review, okay? Because if you followed me back in the day when I had a radio show, you would know that I would do these nostalgic movie reviews about movies that everyone has seen except for me. And I was wanting to do these on Monday, but I decided to do it today. I mean, I got up this morning and I said, you know what? I'm going to find the Delta Force and I'm going to watch it before today's show because Jeff Garcia, Moneybags himself, will be on today talking Spurs and also helping me with this movie review. And I wanted to do this because yesterday I asked the question, give me an acceptable chick flick. And so many people responded on Twitter at MJ Acquire Taste and probably about 40 or 50 movies listed. Jeff Garcia kind of chimes on in and says, does the Delta Force count? Oh, man. And my reaction to that was, well, I've never seen it. So we brought it back today, an emergency movie review with Moneybags himself, Jeff Garcia of Lockdown Spurs, head writer with Ken's Five. And I can't wait because you and I, in the 10 minutes that I've been in this building, <laughs> have been laughing so hard at it. And people already threatening me on Twitter saying, you know, you better give it an A, Jimenez. Again, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're available on the iHeart app. And again, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you can leave a comment and we can read them in real time. This is going to be a fun show. I can feel it already. Do you know why I know it's going to be a fun show? Is because I did very little to prepare for today's show. Sometimes some of the best shows are the ones where I don't prepare as often. We just freestyle this shit. Yeah, we know what we want to talk yeah. about today. We're not just throwing crap against the wall to see what yeah. sticks. We know what we're going to talk about today. So here are some of the topics today. You know, Astros pitcher Framber Valdez tossed a no-no last night. And the Astros are now welcoming back a future Hall of Famer. Going to be honest, I'm going to welcome back his wife. Kate Upton. Kate Upton, baby. <laughs> you know, is there beef between the Houston Astros and Texas Rangers fans? I have a, a question, a poll on Twitter asking about this and which team do you support more because this is the first time i've seen astros and rangers fans actually go at each other on social media it just shows that now that the calendar has changed the page has turned and we're now in august people now give a crap about baseball and suddenly i do as well and i have that question who do you cheer for more the rangers or the astros and is there beef between the fan bases or are most people fans of both teams again jeff garcia is going to join us one of the spurs topics that we're going to have today is a meme that i saw today i don't know if it was a meme but it was just kind of a graphic that named the top 15 point guards of all time and there was one name i saw missing tony parker and tony parker is about to be inducted into the basketball hall of fame and i hate the fact that he gets so disrespected because some of these names that are above him are complete bullshit. Complete crap if you're a Spurs fan. If you're a basketball fan in general. 
and we're going to break this down. Like, let's actually put this in context as to who Tony Parker is and where he belongs at Pantheon. I'm not going to say that Tony Parker belongs on the Mount Rushmore of point guards, right? He doesn't belong up there with Magic Johnson, okay? He doesn't. But he belongs somewhere high. You know, I've been saying this for a long time. Speaking of Mount Rushmore's, we're going to get into the Mount Rushmore's of beards. I asked that question on Twitter just about five minutes ago. Aside from Chuck Norris, because we're doing the Delta Force movie review today, aside from Chuck Norris, who is on the Mount Rushmore of beards? I'm jealous of people who can have beards. I was talking to my friend Brian on the way in. He has a glorious beard. I can't grow one to save my life. But we'll get into that later on in the show. Again, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Joe, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good, man. And the thing is, Delta Force, man, they said they're already threatening you. They said anything less than an A and it's over. I know. That's, <laughs> you know, it, it's, 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 it's been a very interesting week with all that's going on. Things are, are, are coming by real fast. We're getting lots of comments coming in anymore. And people are giving me crap about this, basically saying, We've cared all year long. No, you haven't. It's a 162-game season. Joe, do you really care about baseball in April? No, man. I love the Boston Red Sox playing the New York Yankees. I can't stand the Yankees, dude. Now, I love going to the games. I'm sure you love going to the games, too. And you're a fan of the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. You know, that that's fine. Um, I used to be a diehard Texas Rangers fan. Diehard. Before Nolan Ryan? I would say during Nolan Ryan. Okay. Okay, so uh, I remember the 5,000 strikeout, Ricky Henderson striking out swinging. I remember that. Had it on VHS. I probably still have it on VHS at my parents' house, for crying out loud. <laughs> but when the Rangers were unable to win the World Series and they were one strike away against the Cardinals, I kind of jumped ship, man. Now that I started cheering for another team, yeah, it just... Baseball didn't mean as much to me anymore. It just sucked the life out of me. And that's the thing. And here's the thing about, about baseball. It's not like Texas when it comes to football. You know, if you were to ask 100 people here in San Antonio, who's your favorite football team, probably 75% will say one of the Texas teams, whether it be the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans. But when it comes to baseball, there are, there are Red Sox fans. There are Cubs fans. There are Braves fans. You got Royals fans. Royals fans. There are Mets fans. Why? Because of what we used to watch growing up. Now, back in 1986, when the Delta Force came out, I wasn't watching that movie. But, man, I would wake up on the, in, in the summers, and I'd watch TBS, Dale Murphy and the Braves, right? I'd watch WGN, Sean Dunstan, Ryan Sandberg, The Hawk. Yeah, Andre Dawson. I remember that. WGN out w of Chicago. WGN. You know, yeah. Harry Carey. All one. All two. All three. And then, back in the day, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden. You know, Man, Daryl Strawberry, guys. man. That's a name I hadn't heard in a long time. I mean, it was so exciting to be a Mets fan. And my best, one of my best friends growing up, uh, Joseph, was huge into the Mets. And that's the thing about it is, is that I think that in Texas, we grew up differently because I would understand being a Cowboy fan. I would understand being a Houston Oilers fan growing up. But when it comes to baseball, there wasn't that Astro station. There wasn't that Ranger station. So I think that we're more diverse as to the fan bases here in Texas. I bet you if I ask 100 sports fans, their favorite 
football would be 75% would pick one of the Texas teams. I would say that baseball is probably one of, it's probably maybe only half. Because there are, like you said, you know, there are Rangers fans, but there's also Red Sox fans. Yeah, you got you Yankees fans. fans and all that. But in, in Texas, I think baseball is another popular sport, just like like football. Say that again. I said to me, in my opinion, I said, I think baseball is a popular sport here in Texas. I think it's just, you know, second to, to football. You know, um, football is king. Just yeah, no call doubt. It, just call it what it is. Yeah, no doubt. Football is king. You know, the number one sport in Texas is NFL football. The number two sport in Texas is college football. Number three is probably the NBA. And then I would say number four, I guess it's baseball. But the thing about baseball is, is that it's so trivial in April, May, June, and July. Now that we're in August, it gets to be exciting because, you know, there's just too many games. 162, there are too many games, and there's too many ups and downs, and really all it matters is is what is your team doing around August 1st because that's when the trade line, the trade deadline takes effect, and you see which teams are buyers and which teams are sellers. One of the biggest sellers this year was the Mets, yeah. the Mets with a huge payroll that was expected to do things, and you see that they're selling their assets off. Meantime, yeah. who are the buyers? Look at the AL West. It is the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros, and the Angels, whatever they call themselves these days. Anaheim, whatever, the whatever, Anaheim whatever. Angels. Los yeah. Angeles, Anaheim, whatever they call themselves. I, I gave up. They're the California Angels to me. They always will be. But I'm looking at the standings right now. The Rangers at 61 and 46, half game ahead of the Astros. The Rangers have been playing like trash the past couple of weeks or so. Lost seven of 10 games. Finally got a game yesterday against the White Sox. Shut them out 2-0, right? And don't get me wrong. It's exciting that Framber Valdez got his no-no. That doesn't happen very often. And it was an efficient no-no. Just 93 pitches thrown. And on top of that, he faced the minimum 27 batters. He walked one guy, I believe it was in the fifth inning, and then it resulted in a double play. So it was, you know, three up, three down. Yeah. 27 batters. Framber Valdez is so good out there. But the Rangers right now taking on the White Sox, who are right now 22 games under 500. These are the games the Rangers need to pick up and win if they're going to win this division because the Rangers have led this division basically since opening day. Yeah, the Astros are nipping at their heels, man. They are, and both are probably going to make the playoffs unless, you know, one of them really just wets the bed down the stretch because, you know, there's multiple wild card berths available. It could be the Rangers, man, if they don't, they don't watch If they out. don't watch their yeah. step, man. If they don't watch their step at all. But, man, the Rangers and Astros asking the question about is there beef between the two? And I had never seen that before, Joe. I had never seen the beef between the two. But I think this is one of the first times we've ever seen the Astros and Rangers go toe-to-toe -to -toe because for so long, and I know the Astros have been in the American League for a handful of years, but growing up, they were in the National League. And this is probably the first time that I can think of that the Rangers and Astros are going toe-to-toe -to -toe for a division championship and in the same season, in the same division. <laughs> so this is kind of interesting. So we had to choose a side. Which side are you choosing? I know you said that you're a Red Sox fan, and I will let you know the Red Sox this year suck ass. 
Well, they're in the the hunt for the wild card. Still. They're in the hunt, but they'll have to leapfrog like five teams yeah. to make it happen. They're, they're in the fi- hunt. They're fifty-seven and fifty. They're in the hunt, but the fact of the matter is, is that you know they'd have to leapfrog Toronto. They'd have to leapfrog, you know, um, the Angels and one of the and either the Astros or Rangers to make it happen. I mean, yeah. is it possible? Yeah, but it's an inside straight draw to make it happen. Yeah, okay? but I always believe, man. That's my team. So, but if you had to choose a fighter. Rangers or Astros, as a Texas resident, as a resident of San Antonio, Texas, who do you choose? Uh, man, I really don't like either team, but if I got to choose, I'd probably choose the Astros, man, because the Rangers have done some questionable things when they could have done some things right. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Astros, even though, you know, they're known as the cheaters. Yeah. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You know, uh, I just posted this half an hour ago on Twitter. And not a lot of people are banging the drum for the Houston Astros. Right now, the Astros. The trash can. <laughs> just banging the trash can, if you will. Uh, 29% so far. 71% saying that they would cheer for the Texas Rangers. I think it's because of something different. And I think it's also because there might be some Houston Astros fatigue out there. You know they were cheating. And what I don't understand is it's almost like People want to excuse it. They're like, well, I mean, come on. I mean, everybody else is cheating. Baseball's all about cheating. You know, it's not that the other teams weren't cheating. It's just that they didn't get caught. And it reminds me of politics when it's like, hey, this person probably did this and the other. Yeah, but the other side. And it's like, no, I'm asking a point of question about this particular instance. Did the Astros cheat? Yes. Is their World Series tainted? Hell yes, it is. And you can't ever change my mind about that. The Astros World Series, the ones where they were cheating, were tainted. What were they accused of? You know, and, and I know other teams got in trouble as well. But the fact of the matter is, is that I'm a little bit, I am a little bit uh, flustered by it all. Okay, I, I just can't cheer for the Astros. I'll go to Minute Maid. I'll go spend my money and go watch a game, but I have a hard time cheering for the Astros now. If the Astros are in the World Series and they're taking on, I don't know, the Dodgers, I'm not going to cheer for the Dodgers. I'm going to cheer for the Astros because that is the Texas team. And I suppose we got to represent at that point. But when it comes to when it comes to the battle between the AL West of the Rangers and the Astros, I am team Texas Rangers and have been from the very beginning. The Drew Show reaches out to us on YouTube on our chat line, says the Patriots have cheated for decades, talking about the hoodie, Bill Belichick, and all of them. That is true. Ace reaches out and says, Houston residents just brush off any wrongdoing, and they hate when you bring it up. Astro fans tried to fight me at Pluckers because I brought it up, LOL. You know, it's... I understand the fan base. What I don't understand, though, is you know that they were cheating, okay? And they would even admit to it. But instead of just, like, accepting it and saying, ha-ha, we got away with it, they come out with, well, other teams are cheating. The ones that got screwed over were the Dodgers, weren't they? Yeah. The Dodger fans are the ones that are pissed off because they're like, hey, we're the ones that weren't accused of anything. Yeah, we do have uh, Jeff on standby. Josh reaches out to us, says, last year it seemed like San Antonio was an Astro city. Now they are Rangers fans? Pick a side. Well, people are picking a side right now. Again, you can vote on my poll on Twitter at MJ Acquire Taste because... You know, as of right now, more people are saying they would rather cheer for the Rangers than the Astros. And again, the Rangers don't have a World Series under their belt at all. 
You know, they they so it would be a novelty to see the Rangers win one. Uh, new stadium. They have they have spent money. They have good young talent, and now they go get Scherzer. That's amazing. You know, Scherzer might be past his prime, but guess who else is past his prime? Justin Verlander. Do you know who's not past her prime? Oh, man. Here we go. Kate Upton. You want me to show the picture? Oh, please do. Bless us with these photos of Kate Upton. Kate Upton, obviously a Houston, a Houston Astros fan because her husband, Justin Verlander, is back with the Astros. That was her rocking the Astros jersey from back, back in the day. Okay. Now, mind you, she's seven, eight, nine years removed from the Cat Daddy dance that got her famous. Uh, she is not in her modeling prime anymore. She's still a 10. Okay. But if we're doing that whole March madness brackets, but in September, the September brackets or the August brackets of hotties, Kate Upton in 2015, 2017 was a definitive one seed. It may have been the number one overall seed back in about 2017 or so. Kate Upton nugget nugget. She's still smoking she's still hot. hot, dude. She's still hot. Smoking hot. Oh, and we do got something special for Jeff when we introduce him. Now. Okay, well, before we introduce him, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the Locked on Spurs Network, both on Spotify and on YouTube, the YouTube channel. Anywhere you get podcasts, join Jeff Garcia and Locked on Spurs because guess what? Today, I'm actually his guest, and we're talking about which Spur player should be the sixth man this year. And uh, the thing about it is Jeff Garcia is also a lead writer for the Spurs on Ken's Five. You can follow him on Jeff G Spurs Zone on Twitter and on threads at Jeff G Ken's 5 SA. He joins us now. Let's take a look at that uh, nice new, new welcoming animation for Jeff Garcia. Let's, let's take a look at this. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 Jeff Garcia joins us now. What's going on, Money Bags? How you doing? Well, apparently it's, I'm, I'm, I'm raining money right now on your show <laughs> with the gold chain. <laughs> the gold chain. Yeah, we got to get you a bigger <laughs> yeah, picture. You yeah, know we, what? yeah, we need a full screen that yeah, sucker because yeah. it's beyond the gold chain. There it it's is. the diamond ring. It's the top. Oh, I didn't see the diamond ring. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised Joe didn't bling out the Spurs logo at the bottom. <laughs> Money bags. Jeff Garcia joins us now. You know, I was uh, having a great time th this morning. You know, just on Facebook, you get on social media as you do, and I'm taking a look at things. And one of the things that I saw was a post that um, Hoops Hype and a company and a website called Basketball Tip Off had. Basketball tip-off named its 12 greatest point guards of all time, has photos of them. Yeah. And then Hoops Hype has their 20 greatest point guards of all time. Basketball tip-off has number one, Magic Johnson, two, Steph Curry, okay. three, the big O, Oscar Robertson, four, Isaiah Thomas. I believe that right there is the Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. uh, of point guards. So I'm not going to complain about that. But number five, Chris Paul III and his zero rings. Number six, John Stockton. Number seven, Kidd, followed by Nash. You got uh, Walt Frazier, Gary Payton, Russell Westbrook, Bob Cousy. But mm. no four-time NBA champion, no Parker. finals MVP, <clears throat> Tony Parker. And then one last thing, Hoops Hype. 
when they ranked their top 20 point guards of all time, ranked Tony Parker at number 17 of all time. You're telling me that there have been 16 better point guards in the NBA than Tony Parker and his four rings and his finals MVP. Yeah, and add to to his resume, too, a Hall of Fame induction in just a few days and still no love for TP. But that's what it's been for all his career uh, in the NBA. When he was racking up titles, there was, you know, everybody uh, was saying, oh, no, the better point guards are Steve Nash, Deron Williams, uh, you know, Jason Kidd. Yet Tony was the one with the accolades. And I, I think, look, look, he has the last lap. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame in just a few days. In 10 days, he's going to be in there. First ballot. So, first ballot. First ballot. And the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame encompasses all impact to the game. That includes his time in Team France. So they can bash on him as all they want, but he has ultimate scoreboard. Ultimate scoreboard. The, the Basketball Hall of Fame. So... Uh, you know, really not a surprise. He's addressed it before, too, uh, when he was playing with San Antonio back or in his playing days, uh, that he sees it, that it doesn't bother him. He's saying, you know, the right answers, uh, but he does low-key throw a shot by saying, I'm going with the titles. They're not. So, all in all, you know, that's just the way it's been in San Antonio since the uh, glory days, the, the golden era of the Spurs basketball. You know, it goes beyond just uh, Tony. It was Timmy. David, you know, these are two guys that should have been the poster child for the NBA of what the NBA wants out of players on and off the court. Timmy, Tony, Manu, David. And yet they still gave all the love to Shaq and and, and Kobe because they were flashy. So that's just the way it is in San Antonio. And likely Wemby's going to go through it, too. And the thing about Tony Parker is that he is iconic because not only did he win the four rings, but the teardrop. It was the yeah. spin move inside, and it was the longevity of a career that he had here. Tony Parker, very much like Monte Ginobili in my eyes. You know, we talk yeah. about Monte Ginobili being a six-man. You know, he might have averaged 15, 16 points per game, but you put him on another team, he'll get you 25 or 26 points per yeah. game because he had that talent. Tony Parker was the same way. Tony Parker could have been a guy averaging 22 and 11, if you put him on another team and you asked him to do that, but that wasn't his role with the Spurs. Mm -mm. And the thing about Tony is that his game improved at game 83 and beyond when the Spurs were in the playoffs, right? He he took it up a level. Whereas Chris Paul, the third, I call him the greatest, you know, regular season point guard of all time. But the second the playoffs start, he wilts in in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But in looking at Tony Parker though, and the disrespect that he gets, according to oh, some of these sure. names, one of the companies or one of the publications that actually sided with him was the Sporting News. And the Sporting mm-hmm. News came out and said that one of the biggest injustices of the NBA 75 recently was excluding Tony Parker because they believe that Tony Parker believed to, to belong there in oh, that top sure. 75. I, you know, I think over even a guy like uh, Westbrook. I think yeah. Westbrook was in it. Yeah, you get there. There's your simple re, uh, swip, swap out right there. Flip in Tony, take out Russ. So, yeah, just, again, you know, nobody should be surprised about this. The Spurs have always been seen this way. Uh, you know, there's even still a debate who's the best, the better coach, yeah, Pop or Phil Jackson or 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 Pat Riley. You, you know, I think if, if we're gonna go by numbers alone, then the uh, the Spurs. Still, to this day, August 2nd, 2023, have the best winning percentage 
of, of all NBA teams over Boston, over the Lakers, over the Bulls, over the Knicks. And yet um, they still get, uh, you know, kind of uh, lost in the shuffle. And like I said a little while ago, I think, I think Wemby's going to go through it for a while. I, I think that'll happen. You know, I'm pretty sure I would not be surprised if down the road, oh, who are the best players in the NBA right now and Wemby wouldn't be picked number one? I bet you that probably was going to happen Drew, just because he's in San Antonio. Drew reaches out to us right now on YouTube and says, Steve Nash's two MVPs are the two most sus MVPs in the history of the NBA. Now, the one thing I'll say about Steve Nash is that at least he was part of the song that Nelly Furtado had. You know, is your game MVP like <laughs> Steve Nash? Uh, yeah. But, you know, one of the arguments that people have about Tony Parker is, well, I mean, I know he got the four rings, but look at who he played with. He played with Tim Duncan. Well, if I go through the greatest of all time yeah. and I list names like Magic Johnson, didn't he play with Kareem? Yeah. Didn't he play with Isaiah, Worthy? Isaiah played with Joe Dumars. Exactly. Played with Dumars and Rodman. Uh, Steph Curry played with Clay Thompson, played with Draymond Green. These are all Hall of Famers as well. And... The argument of, well, it's because Tim was there is nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah. It really is. Now, does he have the record numbers out there? Did he get 10,000 assists? No, he didn't. But he shined when the when the lights were the brightest. Yeah, and that was in the, the NBA, NBA Finals. Yeah. I mean, Finals MVP. Mm -hmm. And if you were to ask Russell Westbrook, Steve Nash, Chris Paul, whose career would you rather have, their own or Tony Parker's? They'd say Tony's. And sure. Yeah. Remember, Chris Paul could have played with the San Antonio Spurs, but he declined because he said he didn't really know how long Coach Pop would stay coaching the team. <laughs> yeah, Coach yeah. Pop is going to be here for another 30 years. I, I firmly believe <laughs> that. And then and then Parker gets the whole diss about, well, you know, they had to bring in Speedy Claxton back in 2003. And I'm like, dude, he was 19. Yeah, he was, he, 19, he yeah. was 19 years old. Of course, it happens, he, and it happens to all young players. I mean, it happened even to uh, Avery Johnson. You know, right. when Tony Parker took over, and and that's, or, um, well, or Antonio Daniels. The the diss that they get though, that Tony Parker gets of, well, you know, they had to bring in Speedy Claxton. Speedy Claxton helped him get that ring. Yeah, but Tony Parker was also the starter the entire season, like like basically from month one. And then, oh well, they tried to get Jason Kidd. Tony Parker was not in his prime at that point. Tony Parker was his in his prime between 2007 and 2012, 2004. You know, and what I like about Parker, too, the little things that don't really get talked about his game a lot. Did you know during one season, I forget which it was, he led the league in points in the paint? Yes. During the dominant area of Shaq and, and Timmy and Kevin Garnett and Rasheed Wallace. No, 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 if you were to pick one of those guys, I would understand why you would pick one of those guys. But it was actually Parker that led the league in points in the paint. There might have been a three-year period where he was the best point guard in the league. And, you know, don't me wrong. You know, there was, an, there was a time frame where it was Nash. There was a time frame where it was CP3. But there had to have been a time frame where Tony Parker was point guard number one. Now, he wasn't going to get the votes in the All-Star game. He wasn't going to get all of that. But just from a basketball standpoint... He was that guy. He really was. And Tony hmm. Parker going to be part of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, what, in about a week and a half or so? About 10 days, yeah, 10 days. It's remarkable. And then mm -hmm. Becky Hammond will also be there. Pop is going to be mm -hmm. enshrined as well. 
And I like to say former Spur Paul Gasol, but you kind of shot me down on that one. Uh, but- I shoot you down. It's just like, <laughs> like when you think of how they're going to automatically think Lakers. And like I said, too, sure, Manu Ginobili got, was a headliner last year uh, for the Hall of Fame, but George Carl was a part of that, and he was an original Spur. So technically you can say George Carl is a Spur in the Hall of Fame. You know, all I can say about Tony Parker was that he was a foundation piece for the Spurs for so long. He was a foundation guy. And speaking of great foundations, you got to check out MCS General Contracting, our friends over there, 210-774-9155. They are a proud sponsor of the Acquired Taste Network, more than 30 years of combined experience in concrete placement. MCS, baby, they strive to be the best in the business. Honest pricing, high-quality work. Again, not saying the cheapest. We're saying the best value out there for foundations, driveways, concrete patio decks. If you're a business and you need a parking lot done, you need a foundation done, you need a sidewalk done, a slab, MCS General Contracting is the company for you, 210-774-9155. Thank you again to the sponsors out there. Chris Leha, big part of this group. A uh, good friend of ours uh, of the show over here does a fantastic job. Again, MCS General Contracting, 210-774-9155. They're the Tony Parker of our team, baby. And he likes That's to remind it. us that they have the hardest concrete in the business. Yes, it is rock hard. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't do not do it, Jimenez. Don't go down that road. <laughs> oh, man. You're doing good. You almost lost <laughs> it good. with, uh, with uh, what's Kate her name Upton. going back to Houston. Kate yeah, Upton. Upton, yeah. Kate Upton, one seed back in the day, joined by Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five. We've been talking a lot about the Spurs, but I think it's about time for us to get nostalgic, Jeff. I am I'm calling an emergency nostalgic movie mm-hmm. review mm-hmm. the Delta Force. No, Watched man. it for the first no, time this morning. God. In fact, I stopped watching it today at 11.37 a.m., Ran yeah. into my car, got to Joe's, so into the studio to do this show. And I want to do we do we need to get have a guess from from Jeff Garcia as to what grade he thinks I'm gonna give? I'm probably going to say you're gonna give it an A because you like your show. You want to preserve subscriptions. You want to do right by your fans. Well, full disclosure, uh, man, and your sponsors. Are you threatening that, me? No, I'm not. I am in, encouraging you to do the right thing. Okay. Do the right thing. Well, full disclosure, when he pulled up here late to the studio, he was riding a motorcycle. I don't think you appreciate exactly the magnitude of the movie. You that haven't even heard my review yet. No, no, you say, on, you say, on, no, no, I'm no, no. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you before you make a bad step. First of all, do you know that company that produced it, the Canon Group? They're no longer in the existence. Right. But they put out a lot of movies that we grew up with. They put up some that bangers, That we man. fell in love with. They had bangers from not only from Delta Force, but also Over the Top with Stallone. I've seen also, that movie. Also Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. So that, that's why that company uh, had put out a lot of those bangers that we fell in love with as kids. How many um, times? The, uh, the, Ameri- the American Ninja series came from that franchise that 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 company so another layer of why this movie is so beloved by how many times is jeff garcia going to use the phrase put out 
and we're I not going to laugh at this. He goes, they put out. They put out. Well, I, I mean, like them because they put out. Well, he's money well, I want you to too. put out a good. I want you to put out a good grade. <laughs> so it means if Jeff Garcia is taking you on a date, he's going to want you to put out. <laughs> okay. and, and, and this is the funny part of it all is that I haven't even given the review. And you guys are just piling on me about this. I don't okay. want you to make a mistake. That's why. So, I don't want you to so, make a mistake. Spoiler alert. This movie is 37 years old. I can give spoilers. Okay. So oh, yeah, for again, sure. again yeah. this movie came out in 1986. We we have a photo there. There's a Wikipedia page. It looks like it's IMBD. I am okay. IMDb. So there's the poster. Chuck Norris plays Captain Scott McCoy. Movie starts out as a down helicopter. He tries to rescue one of his friends, which he's successful in doing. But he's so angry about what's going down politically within the military and the orders that they're giving, and uh, he decides that as a captain, he's going to get out of the military. That's how men have showed up today, man. What's that? That's how you showed up on the motorcycle. With oh, the there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we got to get to that. We got to get to that. Meantime, days later, there's a plane that's hijacked that's going from Greece to New York City. And you have all these hijackers that are Palestinian kind of uh, taking over the plane. And they want to go to, to uh, Beirut, Lebanon, right? And... It was an interesting, it was interesting, right? I mean, it, it, you think back to that time, 1986, there were a lot of hostage situations going on in the late 70s, early 80s. It was fresh in people's minds. I get that. And, um, you know, these... Also, it was based on the TWA a hostage yes. uh, yeah. situation. Yeah, that's where the inspiration came from. So there are terrorists who have taken over the plane, right? And at some point, uh, they tried to identify the jewish passengers on there and they have like this this recept this uh, flight attendant who's like i can't do it i'm german also based also based on a true story that really happened during that twa hostage situation those in real life that hostage that hostage situation told a airline stewardess to do the uh similar uh, wow to separate people out for uh execution one of my favorite parts of the movie though was when they land the plane the first time and you see all the 80 vehicles that are on the runway try to disperse at the same time. <laughs> also, like... too, you ever notice in every single scene, like 99.9% of the time, it's always Chuck Norris with an Uzi? Yes. Go back and watch it. There's not one time where he's not having an Uzi in his hand or loving it or right now. fixing yeah. it. Yeah. That is so funny. Okay, so at some point, they take out the some of the male hostages. Uh, three of them were in the Navy. One of them was killed. Uh, they take them to a church that looks like a Christian church, but it's really a hideout and all of that stuff. And then at, at some point, Chuck Norris needs to come and save the day, right? <laughs> and, okay, I will be honest with you, Jeff. The first, oh, no. it's a long movie. I, I thought this was going to be an hour and a half long. It's two hours and 15 minutes. The first hour and a half, I was thinking to myself, this is a legit movie. Like, I know where you're gonna go with this. Like, I know like, where you're man. gonna go with this. This is a legit movie. Like, I'm actually enjoying the plot. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I, I'm looking at the at the pastor or the priest. I'm like, dude, it's the guy from the Naked Gun, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm like, okay, fine, I'm fine. Hour and a half in, it's a legit movie. The last 45 minutes of the movie. It turns into a Chuck Norris fest, dude. The first hour and a half, Chuck Norris is maybe in eight minutes of it. Right, yeah. maybe eight minutes of it. The last forty-five minutes, 
the music starts to build up. By the way, the music iconic, dude. It's like eighties. Yes, very iconic. Yeah. Yes. That music, very, by the way, iconic. I read later on that that music was used by ABC Sports for over a decade for the Indianapolis Five Hundred in the Brickyard. So it was kind of it's it's part of sports lore as well. Here's another little tidbit about this movie that makes it even better. Yeah. There's an unaccredited role mm-hmm. to Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is in this movie. You know who else is in this movie? Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. Oh. Yeah, he was actually a uncredited uh, extra in this movie as well. So the guy who plays Bubba Gump, I, I forgot his name, Williamson, I believe is his last name. Uh, so let's go on to the last 45 minutes. By the way, the music, very rocky, very, Ooh, very, yeah. uh, you know, it's very inspiring music. The last 45 minutes was basically the music builds. And all I could think of was that one cartoon or that animation of America. Fuck yeah. We're out to save the motherfucking day. That's what I thought (laughs) of the last 45 minutes when the rescue goes for the hostages as they go to go get the plane. And, you know, he poses as a journalist you know, he's hiding out in plain sight across from the church where these people are being held or the dungeon where these hostages are being held. Dude, it was so funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but a lot of it was funny. The hand-to-hand combat. I think he killed a guy with a with, with a kick to the side of the face. Because he's Chuck Good. Norris, that, bro. That's what Chuck Norris does. I mean, yeah. that gives him more credence to why it's awesome. Okay, so we got to get into the motorcycle. <laughs> Which is iconic vehicle. <laughs> don't you even think about it, Jimenez. Okay. Don't you even think about it. Okay. Do not so, bag on that. And this this is this is gold, dude. So the motorcycle is fine. The rockets that it fires. By the way, I didn't realize it had unlimited rockets. How many did he fire off? Was he reloading he at any Chuck point? Norris, Chuck Norris is on that motorcycle. That's and why it'll the, never run out of rockets. He, he had full <laughs> disclosure, he had rockets and he had machine gun barrels. Yeah, on the damn gun. It's like Spider Man who never runs out of webbing. webbing wait a yeah. minute, wait a minute. Is Joe about a bag on the motorcycle? No, <laughs> dude. I was telling him the okay. motorcycle's glorious. Dude. Okay, so I yeah. what would have so been what would have been great? What would have been great? Would have made the movie better is if the motorcycle fired off the missile with a manly sound instead of a. Pfft, pfft. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like it fired off like a like a BB gun, dude. Like, that's like the Vi- Viagra ain't working, man. <laughs> and and it was so funny because the rocket coming out looked like a bottle rocket. I mean, oh, it didn't look man, it didn't look like an dude. actual rocket. Uh, but what I liked about it was that when he kills one of the main guys, he makes sure to 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 turn his back to him and fire it in reverse, like he crapped out a rocket. It was so great. You know, it's the only Chuck thing that Norris, was missing on this on this bike was a flamethrower, dude. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so now they're going to go to the plane, right? So the plane is taking off because the other Delta Force members have, have, have killed all the people there who, by the way, all slept while they were all getting massacred. That I didn't understand, right? By the way, I think Lee Marvin was way too old. He was. Was, was he yeah, like the he other general guy? Yeah, yeah, he was like yeah. 85 years old. He was struggling in scene. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. The guy with the white hair, right? Yeah, the leader. The the, the guy the, the the leader of the crew. The yes, man, he yeah. he's been in the, he's been in the navy for 84 yeah. years. He's, okay? he's seen some things, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so he's like, we gotta leave. We can't wait for Chuck Norris's character. We gotta leave because you know he's always late. And then Chuck Norris arrives by jumping over the fence, right, with his bike. 
right? And my favorite yeah. part, of, my favorite part of it all, besides the fact that they killed all these guys, all these these uh, these uh, Palestinian rebels, they were all asleep, but they all didn't wake up to the fact that they were all getting shot at, which I thought was funny. I know there were silencers, aka whatever, but you can hear the weapons and you can hear the agony. But but when he's chasing after, so the plane's trying to take off, or try to gain speed to take off. He's chasing after these two vehicles in a motorcycle from behind. And he's able to simultaneously hit them and kill those guys, even though the, the, the guns were facing forward, somehow they magically went diagonally and were able to knock out everybody at the same time. Well, I'm looking at the picture right now, so you can see that the missiles are kind of a little angle, but the guns are yeah. facing forward. Listen, but I don't anytime, know if it's... anytime Chuck Norris is on a vehicle or a gun, it's going to do magic. That's just the they way had it, is. They, it was a heat seeking <laughs> missile. It, yeah, it was a heat seeking missile. It was like it was heat seeking bullets, is what it was. <laughs> okay, so the movie uh, was made for nine million dollars. It grossed over forty two million, so it was a success at the box office. Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought would have like high reviews for those who watched the movie, actually very low. The moviegoers gave it only a fifty percent approval. The actual professional critics, only 15%. Now, one of the critics who loved the movie, didn't just like it, loved the movie, was Roger Ebert. So, time for a letter grade. I'm going to say this. Oh, man. I hang, was, on, hang on, Can I give you some more information that may change your, your idea? Sure. Like, maybe bump it up a bit? Okay. Already, so, not only did I, that, that company produce the, the movies I mentioned, but also Superman movie came out of that factory okay and other things too you got to understand like like the time period also canon wasn't really like an mgm or or, or, or uh, give me another uh, big company uh, yeah show, like uh paramount, paramount or, yeah yeah something like that you know it was that's what they were known for that's what they were known for these b movie action flicks which made them so awesome. They intentionally made them cheesy. Uh, they tried to make things serious. I think that I think they did make a movie with Chuck Norris that was actually really critically acclaimed. That came from that from that uh, that company, but that's what they were known for. That's why you saw canon movies because of the cheesiness, because of the over the top action and the Chuck Norris and the Stallone and the Master of the Universe. That's what made him so beloved. We also got a comment here. That's probably the comment of the day. I'm going to share it. Mario Cavazzo says, was Chuck Norris eating a steak on a silver platter in the movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. The cow was on the silver platter ready just for him to eat it uh, raw because that's Chuck Norris. But okay. Okay. First of all, you've been, you've been mentioning, you know, this company that made the movie and, you know, yeah. Over the Top, which came out in 87 with Sylvester Stallone. That was a movie I did watch growing up, and I haven't seen it probably since 1987. I remember liking it though because I remember the whole scene about him. You know, yeah. he, he's gonna he's gonna do the 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 arm, the arm wrestling. wrestling. He's gonna turn yeah. the cap around. You know, he's gonna flick his his his, his fingers like this, uh, and it's it was a I it, I was entertained by that movie. Okay, now going back to Delta Force. Mm -mm. You know what? We're going to rate this live on air, too, because you know what? I'm going to go ahead oh, and share it. And whatever oh, you give this managed. movie, I'm going to oh, go ahead and it. rate it here on live on IMDb. Okay. Oh, good. 
okay so the first hour and a half of the movie was very good i actually enjoyed it it was very good um i was thinking about the time period the reagan years uh, all the mm -hmm. hostages situations that went on during the carter years as well and i know that there was also that whole thing about uh the the cold war with the soviet union even though the soviet union did not play a role in this uh but there was that right there's uh, a little interesting tidbit too about this movie those terrorists yeah um they were actually israelis and brownface yes i was gonna bring that yeah. up Damn. I, was, I was gonna bring that up i was gonna bring up the fact that this was filmed in israel but yeah. it was a brown face type of thing i caught that yeah i caught that i'm not gonna deduct points for that though i won't deduct points um i really enjoyed the first hour and a half it was a legit movie. The last 45 minutes was a funny movie. It turned into a comedy more than anything else. This uh, is America. That's what you wanted to say. Drinking yeah. a beer. <laughs> yeah, America. F yeah. Uh, one of the great lines, by the way, uh, oh, man. that I liked on there. Let me see. When he kills the guy that is hiding underneath the bed. I, I, wrote, I wrote down exactly what he said there. Uh, oh, my God. It was so funny. It was so funny. I don't know if he says like night night or something something to that effect. But uh man, um oh he says sleep tight, sucker. <laughs> he shoots him. That's what tight. made it cool. Okay. That's why it was so cool. I'm giving it points for that, Jeff. He's giving it style points, Jeff. Giving it oh, I thought he was bagging on no. it. No, I'm giving it style points. Okay. It was entertaining. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Okay, I was going into this movie, Jeff, thinking that this was going to be the stupidest crap that I've ever seen. I will go to my grave believing that Big Trouble in Little China is an F movie. Oh, okay, no, an F minus. So I was thinking it was going to be in that vein where I'm going to give you this, this, this horrific review that everyone's going to rag on me about. But I rather enjoyed Delta Force. Okay, I'm going to give it a grade of B plus. B as Ooh. in boy. B as Ooh. in boy. So out of 10 stars, what are you going to give it? Seven. That's being generous, sir. Right there. I, I don't think that that's... Uh, Chris Layhaw reaches out to us on YouTube. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> B plus. B plus. Jacob reaches out and says, uh, Chuck, about to text you. Uh, what do you give my movie? A plus or an A plus? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Contu asking about the movie Cobra, which I know stars... Sylvester Stallone. Yep. I've never Another seen it. Canon. I've never Another seen it. Movie. Might might need to do that one next. I've never seen it. I've seen all I the Rockies. You're not. It should have been an A. At minimum, an A because Dude, that's you think, what Canon. You, that's you think what Canon did on purpose. You they think every made him that way. He meant. It. Give me a B movie, because uh, give oh, me a B movie from that time frame. Because to you, every single movie of your childhood's an A, like the Goonies, for example. Like the Goonies, for example. The Goonies, yeah. was, I saw that growing up. It was fun growing up. I tried watching it with my daughter the other day. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Okay? It was entertaining as F growing up, but it doesn't hold up. It doesn't. So I need to ask you, because you believe every movie's an A, Jeff. What movie's a B? I have to go back and look at, look at uh, back at all the movies. I don't know offhand. So I have to like, look at whatever movies came out during my time, uh, which are B. <laughs> Joined by but, joined by Jeff Garcia, Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five, lead writer. Again, subscribe to him on YouTube, uh, on the Locked On Spurs podcast. Subscribe to him on Spotify. That's how I listen on a daily basis. I'm today's host. We're talking about the uh, today's co-host, rather a guest, rather. Uh, we're talking about the six man. Uh, we'll keep that for your show today, Jeff. But do you have time for one last segment? 
Let's do it. Okay, before we go to, to that segment, uh, let's give some some props to one of our sponsors, Serenity Manor, an events venue on Old Bandera Road across from Floors Country Store. I'm going to go out there next Thursday, Joe and Jeff, because they're going to be doing karaoke night next Thursday. Not this Thursday, next Thursday. If this is a, a, a social events venue. So if you have an event going on, quinceanera, if you've got a wedding, if you've got a um, anything going on, like a family reunion, quince. corporate event, a quince, and you want to have some place that's actually pretty cool to go to, that's kind of rustic in a way, Old Town Holotus, again, Serenity Manor is at 14405 Old Bandera Road in Holotus, Texas. Again, if you want to go out there and grab a beer, they have the concerts that uh, take place over at Floors. At the end of the concert, it's almost impossible to get a drink sometimes because it's so crowded. Walk across the street. Go over to Serenity Manor. They've got beer. Good selection of beer, by the way. Wine, and they've got margaritas as well. Serenity Manor, located at 14405 Old Bandera Road in Holotus. Game night tonight. I'm sorry, Thursday night. Karaoke night the following Thursday. We'll see if Carolina Teague is going to take us up on our offer and go out and check that out. But uh, good friends over there, over at Serenity Manor. Joined by Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Cans 5. So, Chuck Norris, we have to at least agree on this. He's on the Mount Rushmore of beards, right? Oh, yes. Like, when you think of beards, uh -huh. you think of Chuck Norris. Can you give me another person, sure. another celebrity that, has, mm -hmm. that belongs on the Mount Rushmore, at least – Belongs in the conversation. Michael McDonald, singer. Wow. That's a good one. I, I'm yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised by that one. Michael McDonald, that's the white beard. You know, the, yeah. I keep forgetting we're not in love yeah. anymore. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, we've had some people reach out to us uh, asking, you know, I've asked a question about this. And one of my favorite ones was someone asked, someone said that uh, Kenny Rogers Belongs in the least on that it list. Does, man. That's an elite beard, right there. That is an elite beard. But Michael McDonald also an elite beard. Those are white, white beards. Uh, AJ Garcia reaches out and says the uh, fellows from ZZ Top. Oh yeah, man! I was oh, telling sure. you, Billy, yeah. Billy Gibbons. Put them man. on there, yep. Angel says Sean Connery belongs on that list. These hmm. are all similar beards. They're all white except for the ZZ Top yeah. guys. You know, another beard that needs to be up there, too, Tommy Chong, dude, from back in the day. <laughs> that's, a, that's a stinky beard, my man. <laughs> it is a stinky beard, man, but it's a beard. Uh, I found that to be be funny because you had, you had said earlier that you thought, like, Bruce Willis belonged on yeah, there. Yeah, but there's more of a scruff, you know? Okay, that's, yeah. a, that's a very good one because my friend Brian says James Harden belongs mm -hmm. on there. I just don't like James Harden, so I don't want to yeah, add him to that him list. Out. But then there's that – there's the scruff. Right, so some candidates here might be a Hugh Jackman, uh, maybe a Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I would put Barry Gibb on there. Barry Gibb is a very good one. What about yeah. Daniel Radcliffe? I mean, younger looking, but he he does rock the scruff sometimes. Uh, what about like funky looking beards? Al Pacino. Al Pacino has a weird looking beard when he rocks it. Yeah, you know who we can't forget, too? We can't forget Jeff Bridges, man, from The Big Lebowski, the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, man, he's got a great look, dude. He does, man. Uh, it, there was a movie he had in the early 80s 
that I hey. saw again recently, uh, Against All Odds, very good movie, sports-related hey, in a way. What about David Letterman's beard? Jeez. Wow. Homeless man beard is what yeah. that one is. That on, that yeah. looks like an uncapped beard, dude. It does, but it kind of fits the personality because David Letterman, to me, is the greatest late-night host of all time. You can keep Johnny Carson. You can keep Jay Leno. Conan, who I love Conan. I grew up with Conan in college. Uh, used to watch him all the time. But David Letterman, to me, is the greatest. He's the GOAT of late-night TV. But that beard, though, is a little bit weird. He seems a little bit off these days. Like if, oh, if He's you, just out there, man. I think yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's just enjoying life, brother. He does those Netflix specials right now where he's yeah. interviewing would you put, people. Would you, put, would you put Popovich's beard in this list? Nah, Pop doesn't have the greatest of beards. I mean, it's it's well-kept, but it's not like... It's not flowing. Yeah. There's no character to it, is what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say. Do we have anybody uh, uh, reached out to us on YouTube right now? Uh, some of the yeah. chat lines, some of the recommendations, because we're getting flooded. Uh, Billy May is one. Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Uh, Baron Davis the third. Does James Harden count? Hell no. Oh, man. There's one name. Ooh, that I Kenny heard. Loggins. Fuck you. Kenny Loggins, bro. Kenny Loggins. My man. By the way, Kenny Loggins also on the soundtrack of Over the Top. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about that movie. What was the name of that company again? Cannon. Canon. Okay. So yeah, they're, I don't think they're in existence anymore, but man, they put out some bangers, man. They put on some bangers. Christopher oh. Leha says, My beard beats all of theirs. Oh, we forgot about Billy Mays here. Remember that? Yeah. You were talking about wrestlers <laughs> also. Oh, the macho man, bro. The macho man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put Captain Lou Albano on that. That's oh, a good one. Yeah, with the rubber bands. Yeah. That's a good Oh, the rubber band look, man. I even, man, I know that one. Tim Gonzalez has a very good one. Ice Cube. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's up there, dude. That's that's in the, the Mount Rushmore of 90s beards right there is Ice Cube or maybe early 2000s. Uh, I can't grow one. Jeff, can you grow a beard? Not at all. I can't even grow a mustache. Have you tried? When's the last time you tried? Um, I tried... Early 2000s, it just doesn't work. I can't grow. It, it just stops. It just I stops. don't grow a beard. I just have like a little goatee a little thing goatee. going. Yeah. My wife says she doesn't care if I tried, right? So about uh, three or four months ago, I took some time off from work, and I decided to not shave. And mm -hmm. I went four days without shaving. And mm -hmm. I do get facial hair, but it's patchy. It's all over the place. Yeah. Looks like mange. <laughs> yeah. And the weird thing about it is, is that if you look at like the top of my head, you can count the number of silver or white hairs. I'm 46 years old. A lot of my friends from high school have either gone bald, gone gray. I'm 46. My hair is jet black, right? No receding hairline. You can count the number of white hair on my head with both hands. Like it's probably like six no, hairs. No, 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 that's the thing with me. My hair can go white but now i'm talking about white it can go silver if i let it go yeah it can just go flat out well, well, what do you mean silver. let it go wait wait wait. back just, that up wait, are, are we just fermenting it these days sometimes i have to man because it makes me look like 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 i'm beyond my years like it just makes you look too 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 old i mean it's it's like shocking though it's because i got it from my mother my mother started getting gray in her late 20s that's a big and admission I, I, here i know man yeah I started I started getting my grades like early in college, like my sophomore year. So I'm just picturing you going to Rite Aid 
or CVS and going, you know, perusing. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't go that far. You hey, know? man, but does I it? Guess... When it rains, does it run? <laughs> no, no. They have a, uh, they have these things where uh, you can um, calm it down, necessarily take it away. They just like kind of relax it. So, but no, I, I remember one time during the pandemic when it wasn't nobody's getting haircuts. I did a video call with my cousin. Yeah, and the reaction was just like. Who are you? Like you're not, you know, because I, you know, it was just all jet white. You have bad so. luck on Zooms. Between that, between that Zoom right there and the Zoom you had with me when the uh, French steak showed up, you're having some oh, bad yeah. times when it comes to Zooms. Jeff and technology, man. Like if he even touches, oh, it, yeah. even thinks about a computer, it just breaks. It breaks. I mean, Joe <laughs> knows about this. Joe. I mean, there, there was one time I didn't know how to log out of a uh, out of a session. Oh, it didn't know how to log in or log out of Discord. I log in. I was like, I was like, I don't understand how this works. It works at all. And then, like, eventually, I found out. But I got better. I got better with you. Look years. at this, Joe Gonzalez. Jeff has that Rudy Giuliani drip. No way, man. <laughs> so no way. That that's 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 going above and beyond. Minutes. I think you were out with me and Pledger that one night where Pledger even noticed. Like, he goes, "Hey, man." He goes, "You don't have much white anymore." Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's weird how it all happens because like no silver or very little of it on top. But if I grow out my facial hair, it's like 50% silver. It's the weirdest Ooh. thing. But the silver has not migrated down south yet. That's going to be a sad, sad day when Ooh, that happens. Man. No, I got yeah. I got like my hair grows really long, mm -hmm. like wavy mane or something like that. And I got some silver in it, you know? Yeah. But when I get it cut, it goes away. Hey, real fast, since we have Jeff Garcia on. Uh, Jeff, you know how you and I have, have differed when it came to, like, certain celebrities? Because you like the Victoria Justice. What was the other one that you you brought up the other day? Um, oh, good Lord. Uh, I forgot. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm zoning out here. Okay, so if you can, Joe, go on Instagram real fast and call yeah. up a photo. What is it? I, every once in a while, I'll send uh, Jeff photos of this one news anchor from Arizona. Her name is Monica Z. Let's see, Garcia. Yes, Monica. Hey, just um, uh, hey, hang on. You might like stop the presses right now. Yeah. The NBA just announced that uh, Devontae Graham has been suspended. Ooh. Uh, for two games without pay, uh, due to his uh, pleading guilty to a charge of impaired driving. Oh, wow. Uh, well, oh, wow. Yeah, so they just announced it right now. His suspension uh, will be starting in the new regular season, and then he's eligible for uh, play. So, yeah, Devontae Graham, the NBA has suspended him for two games yeah, for the, driving while impaired. The, what was her the, name, the, Monica? The, yes, the, the Spurs knew about Devontae Graham because they got him uh, in a trade, and, and this whole incident happened before he was a member of the Spurs. Yeah, uh, the but he, he was with the Pelicans at the time. Uh, Spurs got him in a trade. Uh, he's one of the highest paid Spur players out there. If I'm not mistaken, he's the third highest Spur player uh, when it comes to getting paid this upcoming season. Um, like you said, he's suspended for two games. I knew something like this was going to happen because when you uh, plead guilty to something, that's bound to happen. Yes, her name is Monica Z. Garcia, Joe. We're going to call this one up, and I'm going to ask you to, to give a rating on this particular news anchor. So I, oh, Lord, I, I brought this up, put, put this up, put this up, put this up. And the reason is, is that I, I tell Jeff that this is just built for comfort. 
Look at her. Give oh, me Idaho. a seeding rating there, Joe Garcia. She's family, man. She's her last name's Garcia. <laughs> exactly. I'm with Joe. Same that's, reason. That's family, Same reason. man. I follow. I follow. <laughs> I, I saw her on on Instagram one day, and I, I started subscribing, and I was like, the the thickness on this one is beyond comparison. She got kids. Oh, I'm sure she does. <laughs> As you scroll through it, yeah, you, I'm, looking, you, you, I'm you, stunned you, right now. <laughs> you're stunned. You're stunned. Are you, do you see these photos? Yeah, well, the ones you showed me. <laughs> the one he's look. He's not looking. Oh my. Miss. Oh goodness. Yes, that right there, dude. That right there. She cute, man. Two I mean, seed. Two seed. Two seed. Two seed. And she's like a solid eight nine, dude. There you go. Yeah. I give it a solid ten. <laughs> but Jeff, Jeff likes those skinny girls, though. Jeff likes skinny girls. Yeah, that's the thing. He wants the ones that built for speed. No, I mean, he wants the ones that you're gonna take to the beach. I want the one What's you take to the that? you want you want the one that you take to the cabin. That's the one. The cabin. What does that mean? Take you know you, you know bed and breakfast type of thing. What's you wrong know, with that? You know, I mean, come on, man. Gotta have a little a little 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 heft, baby. I mean, not not a lot, but a little something, you know. Yeah, man. Little, little, yeah. little meat on the bones. Look at Mario Cavazos, money bags, new sponsors, just for me. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. I'm telling you, if I if I if I let it go, man, like he managed, you probably wouldn't recognize me if I said like, "Hey, let's meet up at uh, 1919, whatever." You probably like, "Who are you?" I'm like, "I'm right in front of you." Like that's how crazy insane I can go white. <laughs> that's true. That is true. But we've yeah. been we've been having fun with Jeff Garcia. I apologize for giving uh, Delta Force a B plus, but I just I just gotta tell the truth, baby. Gotta tell the truth. Yeah, I brutal. think uh, I think that Slice Stallone movie, the one that you mentioned, that's not over the top. Is it? Uh, Cobra? Oh, yeah. Cobra's good. Cobra, Cobra's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobra. That'll be the next movie review because I've never seen it. A little tidbit about Delta Force 2. They did a Delta Force 2 straight to video. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. That is Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs. Ken's 5 lead writer for the Spurs as well. Uh, Follow him on TikTok. TikTok, no. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on threads. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him everywhere. You get you want to get that Spurs content? That is Jeff Garcia. What's going on, Jeff? Have a great one, my man. Hey, Jeff, yes, before sir, you yes, go, sir. man, do you yeah, do you yeah. like that new picture that I put up, man, with your little bling on it? I didn't realize I I didn't see the uh, ring at first. It was too little. I so I agree with you, man. It needs to be bigger. But uh, oh, he wanted a bigger bling. No, 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 no. The photo should be bigger because when you first comes out, you can't notice the ring. Um, but uh, perhaps uh, anything I'm thinking of maybe is like. Uh, the silver plate. Where's the silver platter? We gotta put the, gotta put the steak <laughs> yeah. on there. Good looking out, Jeff. Good looking That's out. Right. Hey. All right, guys. I'll talk to y'all later. All, All right, right, Jeff. Thanks. That is Jeff Garcia. I was gonna say YouTube. I said Twitter. Follow Locked On Spurs on YouTube. And also, if you are looking for a home, looking to buy a home, sell a home, reach out to Cynthia J. Sanchez. You know, I talked to her last night because uh, I got notification that my tenant. I have a rental property. My tenant is is uh, moving out uh it was a medical situation elderly wow. couple i have a nice house that i need to do something with i either got to rent it out again or i've got to sell it so i reached out to cynthia j sanchez last night and i asked the question if i rent this house out again because of rising rent prices all around what can i get for it and she says you know what you've been charging this couple 1450 you can probably get 1700 you know because rent has gone up everywhere. 
and inflation. Only, inflation and on top of that, you know, my property taxes and all that, because, you know, I have a house over there that I spend about I used to spend about a thousand dollars a month on and I would get this fourteen fifty profit four fifty, put it in my pocket. Right. But with that rental property, because property taxes have gone up because property values have gone up and because homeowners insurance rates have gone up, it's now twelve hundred dollars. So I'm only been pocketing two fifty a month. And I was talking to Cynthia J. Sanchez from JPAR Real Estate last night, and she was saying, based on the analysis of that particular home, you should be charging around sixteen seventy-five to seventeen hundred, and that would get me back to pocketing four fifty, five hundred again. Then I asked the question, how much is that house worth? And Cynthia J. Sanchez from JPAR Real Estate did an analysis, and she says, you know what, that house, you can probably get two forty-five for it. And I was like, great, you know, I owe 95 on it. I mean, in theory, I could cash out 150 minus, you know, realtor fees, minus uh, capital gains tax and all that stuff, and maybe pocket 100 and maybe do something with that or apply it to my primary residence or whatever the case may be. So Cynthia J. Sanchez is the resident expert, if you will, when it comes to real estate here in San Antonio. Her number's on the screen, 210-273-0748. You're buying a home, selling a home. You want to know how much your house is worth, how much you can get for it. Um, if you're looking to buy a rental property, if you're looking to uh, invest in an Airbnb, she has air, an Airbnb of her own. She can tell you how to become successful with it. Cynthia J. Sanchez, JPAR Real Estate, 210-273-0748. She worked for many years at USAA, but has been a realtor for 16 years. She was also a former claims adjuster when it comes to homeowners insurance. So when she's out looking at homes, she's looking at it from a different perspective, not only as a realtor, but she looks at it from the perspective of someone who's an adjuster to see what goes wrong. And if something does go wrong to something like your uh, AC unit or your, your dishwasher or something like that due to wear and tear, she's offering a one-year warranty on some of these items. It's up to a $600 value if you use her as a realtor. Again, Cynthia J. Sanchez, 210-273-0748. And I got to figure out what I'm going to do with that house. You know, the last time I put it up, I got to tell you about this, Joe. My house was a wreck. That rental property was a wreck when my last tenant left. And I had to put in $35,000 worth of repairs. $35,000. And the house went up in value by over $125,000 simply because I did those repairs and, and Cynthia J. Sanchez was showing me, she was like, you need this type of flooring. You need a stand-up shower. You need to modernize this house. I know this house is only 25 years old, but you've got to make it look and feel like the house was built in the last 10 years. And we spent $35,000 to make it all happen. And now because we actually did that investment and I say that I've been pocketing $400, $300 a month, really it's going towards the 35,000 that I put down on this house to rebuild it to like we did the we repainted it the inside and the outside we covered cracks we you know replaced the flooring we put a stand-up shower we uh sawed the we sodded the backyard we put up a new fence i mean we did a lot of it on our own a lot of sweat equity my dad and i did a lot of it together and uh but real estate's a very good place to be and cynthia j sanchez is going to let you know what to do when to do it how to do it and she's helping me out along the way. JPAR Real Estate, 210-273-0748. Again, not just JPAR Real Estate. You want Cynthia J. Sanchez over at JPAR Real Estate, 210-273-0748. So, Joe, before we go, 
Uh, you know, I wasn't. Uh, I hope I'm not losing subscribers when it comes to me saying <laughs> that Delta Force was a B plus. I think that's a, a healthy grade. It is not a bad grade. I didn't say that the movie sucked. I thought it was pretty good. I rather enjoyed it. If I had a son, I'd probably want my son to watch it with me because it's hysterical. Okay, maybe it was supposed to be serious back in the day, but 37 years later, it's pretty hysterical. Yeah, B plus. Come on, is it really an A plus? I I asked Jeff Garcia, name me a B movie. He couldn't come up with one. It's because a lot of nostalgic people think everything's an A. Oh, Jeff Jeff loves him his uh his old you know movies and you know the 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 lore and everything that comes with it you know right yeah it, it's a special place in his heart but as you get older and you go and back you go back and look at some of these old movies. Some of them don't hold up too well. They don't. You know, he didn't lobby me up or down when it came to this. I, I, I had B plus in my head the entire time. I will say this though, it was kind of straddling an A minus up until the last thirty <laughs> minutes of the movie, and it just became a comedy. Uh, it was entertaining, but it actually went from a serious movie for an hour and a half to just America, f yeah, out to save the mother effing day. That's what it became. And it was kind of funny. Speaking of things that are funny, uh, all due respect and apologies to Shea Serrano. Oh, man. And one of our subscribers, John Dyer. John Dyer gave me a lot of crap. And a lot of people were giving me crap about it on social media as well. Because I didn't like the show uh, Primo Primo, on uh, Amazon. Yeah. And I only watched one episode. Going to be completely honest with you. Only watched one episode. And you bowed out. I bowed out, dude. It was too cliche. It, it really, was corny, man. It, yeah, I didn't like it. Did you watch any of it? I, I tried to get through the first episode, and I bowed out at midway. It was just too corny, man. It's too hard to to swallow. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Dude, five times they said the same joke. Uh, are we going to get to kick somebody's ass? And I'm like, dude, it's so stupid, right? And I'm sure the show got better. I'm sure it did. And it's probably something that I might have enjoyed. Um, but I just didn't want to watch it anymore. And then he gives me crap because he's like, well, what about the show This Fool, which is on Hulu? Hulu. Yeah. First of all, the shows on Hulu are better than the shows on Amazon. More often than not. Oh, no doubt. The show This Fool, which I believe stars Chris Estrada, is a very, very funny show. And if you've never seen it before, the first season was so hysterical. My wife and I loved the first season. And this fool is basically, the first season anyway, is basically about a guy that gets out of prison. He's been in prison for 15 years or so. And he goes to his family. They're Latinos in LA. And he's joining this group that is supposed to um, help people stay off gang stay off drugs and ba basically be a, a good member of society but the person who runs it is his little cousin now little cousin as in there's only a few years difference but he still sees him in his head as that's my little cousin and uh chris estrada is is one of the stars frankie quinones the comedian stand-up comedian is probably the second lead and uh frankie quinones by the way my wife met him about a year ago not realizing that we were going to be watching this show because my wife's best friend is good friends with Craig Robinson, who's a, a comedian that was in The Office and was in 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine and all that stuff. Anyway, Craig Robinson was uh, uh, and Frankie Cunelius were touring together. My wife got to meet both of them. So there's a photo that she has of them all. But long story short, season two came out. And season two, I was super excited for it. The first episode was like, eh. And my wife jumped off. She didn't give a second episode a chance, even though we enjoyed the first season of this fool. But my goodness, the second episode and beyond, I've, I'm now five in, I'm now five down, five more to go. Effing funny, dude. It is hysterical what's going on. It's stupid. It's slapstick. It's dumb. But I find it to be so funny. So I recommend this fool on Hulu. Uh, again, yeah, I know this is based in LA and everyone got excited about Primo being, uh, based in San Antonio, but it's filmed in New Mexico. So come on, man. It's filmed in New Mexico. Uh, but, uh, John C reaches out to us on YouTube says on my block is a great Latin Hispanic show. I got to check that one out on, on my block. Not bad. Chris Gonzalez asking the question. Have I seen the movie clue? Never have, but I did see knives out, which I, I was told that Knives Out was kind of a variation of Clue. Yeah, from back in the day. Mario saying, dang, I didn't know people pay that much for rent. 1,700 bones. Um, they do. It's a sad, sad thing. I mean, think about it this way. Why would I charge somebody 1,200 bucks, 1,300 bucks, when that's what apartments are going for these days? My daughter, who's out at LSU, is going to be on her own. And she's getting a job. And she's now searching for an apartment. It's like, she's like, oh my God, dad. It's like 13, 14 bucks for a one bedroom apartment. That's like a mortgage payment. So, you know, I'm not going to give somebody a free ride. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm going to take what I can get. Before we get going, though, uh, I want to recap the uh, poll that we have out there. Ooh, the Astro fans are catching up. Asking the question. Astros Rangers because apparently the fan bases have beef with each other. Which team do you cheer for more? Texas Rangers or the Houston Astros? Right now, 55% say the Texas Rangers, only 45% the Houston Astros, but the Astros are catching up when it comes to that. Again, the Astros are a half game behind the Rangers in the AL West. Yesterday, Framber Valdez threw a no-hitter, faced 27 batters. Walked one. That guy was was thrown out in a double play. 93 pitches pitched, man. What a great game. You see the Astros getting Justin Verlander. You see Max Scherzer going to the Texas Rangers. It is literally an arms race between those two teams. It's going to be fun to watch the last 50 games or so because now I'm on board. Now I'm going me. to pay attention. It's surprising me. The Rangers are actually beating the Astros right now in your poll. 54.1% to 45.9% mm -hmm. for as, as far as what you put up. Which which do you cheer for more? Right. Yeah, so it's surprising. I thought it would be the Astros. Yeah, and it might be by the end of the day. You know, Astros fans are probably just waking up right now. That's basically yeah. it. But, uh, man, it's been a fun show. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have a special guest, Rhonda DiMartino, who's a professional poker player here in San Antonio. She makes a ton of money at the tables. She's going to let us know exactly how she does that, give some tips, and give her story as to how she became a poker professional. Uh, but for Joe Garcia, my name is Mike Jimenez. Thank you to Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's 5 for being on today. I do recommend Delta Force. I gave it a B+. I also recommend 
This Fool on Hulu. Let me give that one an A-. That's a really good show. Everyone have a great day. See you guys here tomorrow.